Let's do this. One. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of the latest PS5 podcast. I'm your host, Sonny Sanger, and once again, I'm joined by Mr. Alex Sylvester. How are you doing, Alex? So, what's up? Very, very, uh, very buzzed today. Been a good week of news. Definitely. You know, uh, again, as we put on our Patreon posts, if we, we always update there if we're going to run late this week. We were going to record yesterday. Touch wood and thank God there was a scheduling conflict because <laughs> a hell of a lot of news broke today. Oh, yeah. Thursday. So we're going to get through all of that. There's a lot of news to get through. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a variety of news. A variety, you know, yeah. From and sales, good. from tech, yes. the game. Yep. We're going to cover all of it. Still Finally, the place now. SSD it's starting to roll now. You know? Oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. You need that expansion, man. Exactly. <laughs> Can't be putting everything on my USB hard drive. That's it. And <laughs> obviously, <laughs> listeners um, and viewers, to some extent, uh, if you enjoy this show and listen to us every week, we thank you. Why not head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 and help support the show by becoming a patron. Doing so will get you extra PlayStation podcasts every week and so much more. So head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. And again, thank you for your support. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon producers, Adam Batty, Martin Batterbury, Paulio, Doug Saylor and Scott McCluskey. Alex, you're going to blitz it. What are you playing? Oh, well, I've been diving into the world of Last of Us 2, isn't it? One of the best games, which I've come to realise, it's in the top five right now. I'm sure it will make its way up, up the list. But right now, that game is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, from the storytelling aspect, from what they did from the first game to the second game, how they carried it over with the plot twists and turns. Jeez, I mean, from when you start the game, you know, you see the relationship between Ellie and Joel, and you're thinking, yeah, okay, obviously it must be about the whole, what the events that happened at the end of the, the first game. But then you start to realise that they just led you completely in the wrong direction. You were completely misled. And the relationship that they have is not exactly what you think. And only when the game develops, you start to realise that they have actually gone, um, they've actually developed their relationship. They've actually gone past that bridge for that. That's... I'm trying to say this without giving too many spoilers, but then again, I guess it doesn't really matter, does it? Because everyone's pretty much played the game, maybe. Um, We've got to be careful, yeah. We've got to be careful. You still can't do spoilers on the last of I know, I know, I know. And then, like, and then to the point where I'm at right now, I mean, gosh, from before we get to that stage, the enemies. I'm loving the evolution of the enemies. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we've got stalkers now. We've got the stalkers now, which... So, basically, they... they all right, then. The game, Naughty Dog, I guess they do this all the time, but with this game in particular, they break their own rules. You know, I mean, you've got your your listening abilities, you know, you've got your sights, you've got various different aspects, but your listening in particular is one that you, you, you start to hone and you start to develop, especially as you go throughout the game. But for them to actually break that one rule <laughs> and just leave you stranded, especially when you're in a room completely pitch black and you've got these enemies running left and right, and you can't even use your hone sense and skills to even, you know, discern exactly where these enemies are. I think it was phenomenal, you know. So now you're having to use your other weapons in your arsenal, you know, which is what I love about the game. It just encourages you to see you go through all the weapons, you know, because you start to realize um, the benefits of all of them. So you've got to pretty much get like flash bombs, your Molotovs, you know what I mean, just to see exactly where they are, smash bottles just to make sure that they scatter into one particular area and then just flame for them, you know, and just blow them to hell. And, and you've got the bloat, is it the bloaters? These big, massive, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. So basically, and they've evolved as well now that they're spewing a lot more acid. I don't think they did that in the first one. Um, but these ones are just like on a completely different level. And oh my gosh, there's just too much. There's just too much of this happening. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll save that to off. <laughs> but anyway, it, but yeah, but right now, but um, I'm at the stage where uh, there is a fork in the road and we're basically starting to see the other side of the story uh, where we're playing like a different character now. And we're starting to see exactly why they are so passionate about what they did to one of the main characters. We're and, gonna talk we're gonna talk about it off yeah. there, mate. Trust me. We, trust we have me. to we have to go into it though. But yeah, anyway, anyway definitely. About it. Okay, but anyway, brilliant game. If you haven't played it yet, what are you waiting for? <laughs> I'm playing it. That's I can't it. wait to get, get through. That's it. Anyway, That's what about it. you, man? Are you, are you, what's your uh, what's your game week then? Uh it's been good, you know. Uh, I finished Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart. Oh, as always, got the platinum trophy. What can you do? Right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's an easy platinum for anyone. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, really, really quick 60-second review. Visuals, some of the best I've ever seen. Gameplay, wow. fluid, some of the best I've ever seen. Weapons, mm-hmm. definitely the best I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> really? Story for a platformer, really yeah. in-depth. It really goes... It's got layers to it, which is really, okay. really cool as yeah. well and the different world this is basically star wars in platform form right planet hop it's the mandalorian man it's so cool it's the mandalorian so really oh, wow. it's, good, man. it's, it's amazing dude it's amazing yeah, by okay. far by far the best platformer on playstation best and platformer you know what it is this is <laughs> it sets a new benchmark for platforming if, if, okay. if another platformer comes out it doesn't matter what it is mario sonic if it's not running at 63 yeah. second it's not gonna you're not gonna it's enjoy nothing. it yeah it's not invited to the party it's, it's, that's it. what makes it so smooth and yeah did yeah. i just mention the visuals <laughs> only demon souls can top <laughs> the visuals of ratchet and clank uh, what about the ssd dude what about the ssd how does that perform there's no load dude there's no load. <laughs> there's no there's, there's i thought no that little clip that you sent me but i couldn't believe it you know, from a cold start to pretty much yeah, just being yeah, in the middle of the game. Ridiculous. I'm like, you're joking. The only thing that probably slows it down is sometimes yeah. if it does an update, uh, the next time you load it, it has the PlayStation logo at the beginning, which you can't okay. see. Otherwise, oh, right. you hit the main menu, two seconds, you're in the game. You know, and that's by game. pressing X to get to your load and loading it. <laughs> There's just no yeah, load. Beautiful. It's ridiculous. But beautiful. great game. Uh, and I've moved on to Metro Exodus okay. and uh, Jurassic World Evolution. Um, right. Okay. How's Metro that? Exodus is eight pound in the summer sale at the moment, but it's got a massive ray tracing update for PS5. I thought, go on, then I'm going to see what it's like. Ray tracing is amazing. So yeah. good. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm playing. You know, really enjoying them games at the Sweet. moment. But forget about the games, Alex. Let's get into yep. the news. Let's and it's so funny because last week, listeners, uh, there wasn't a latest PS5 because it was EA Play Live. So we did a live reaction video to that. The link. Go check that out. Is in the description. So if you click on that, you can watch us on our live oh, yeah. reaction. Somewhere. But Alex, it's weird how two weeks ago we announced this news and it's only officially mm-hmm. come out. It shows you how fast we are. And if you don't believe us, yeah, just go to the previous audio one. You'll hear us talking <laughs> about it. And what am I talking about? 10 million, mate. 10 we already, million? We already spoke about it. So number one yep. in the news, the PlayStation 5 has sold 10 million units worldwide since its launch in November 2020 reaching that number faster than any other console made by Sony Interactive Entertainment or any other video game company for that matter. The PS5 reached a milestone on July 18th, which is 249 days after its launch, according Mm. to um, different sources as well. By comparison, Sony announced on August 12th, 2014, that 10 million PS4s had been sold 271 days after launch. So they're literally just tracking... It's like yeah. a month ahead. It's crazy. And, and that's with yeah. 
semiconductor shortages and everything going on. No Chinese, like, you know, great <laughs> shit and stuff like that. It's nuts. No. Um, it just shows that Sony has just had the foresight and they pretty much, they locked in a whole load of those semiconductors to make sure that shit wasn't going to go, you know, against the, you know, their plans. Mm. I'm loving this right now. It's crazy. And um, just to give you an idea as well. So those numbers at Sony, the 10 million is sold to consumers, something that they don't really uh, mention, but they specifically mentioned that, yeah, it's 10 million sold to consumers. Why did they specifically mention it? Because the mm-hmm. number of six million that Microsoft announced turned out to be uh, distributed to retailers, not uh-huh. sold to consumers. So Sony again taking a slight <laughs> dig on Pretty there. Sure, get those figures right. So the next few <laughs> news stories Good. are about sales numbers. But before we get yeah. into that, Alex, ten million. You just mentioned it with <clears> a shortage, <throat> with a pandemic. It's still yeah. going faster than PS4. That's crazy, right? It is. It is. I mean, it just shows you the strength of the brand, you know. And like where Sony differs to the competitors is that they have consistently being on top form since the PlayStation 1 throughout, right, bar the actual um, portable consoles. I mean, they're pretty much trashed with that, even though they wear good seats. The, the home console market, Sony has just pretty much proven to everyone that they are the AAA standard, you know, when it comes to the home console market. It's established. It's very easy to get onto. It's got a low bar of entry, I, could, I would say. Um, but in terms of um, being that staple go-to platform, especially in the home console, they're the ones, you know, they've, they've not out all the competition. Forget about Nintendo, even though I'm going to say it. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have the home console market. And Xbox, obviously, they they keep they keep fumbling. You know, they have a good couple of days. And the next thing you know, the next console, the next couple of cycles, just they just go out the window. But Sony has been consistent. And in this game, it's all about success and success only comes with consistency. And that's what Sony has been. I just want to I just want to correct you as well, bro, because uh, you said about the PSP and the PS Vita. I agree with the Vita, it didn't sell, but the PSP only two Nintendo portable consoles have sold more than it, so don't trust the PSP. All right, listen, it was that's a it, pirate's heaven. Yeah, it was a pirate's heaven. All right, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that, that, let me just remind listeners and viewers that the only reason why the PlayStation One sold so well. Because that was also a pirate thing as well. Hating? Why are you hating? <laughs> Everybody but it gave, you, but it gave you Metal Gear Solid. It gave you Metal Gear Solid. End of it. it, it you know what I mean? <laughs> Even though it was chips. But anyway. So, uh, this story continues on. So number two, and this is also sales numbers. Sony Interactive Entertainment has published sales figures for a number of first-party titles, including Spider-Man, Mom, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales and Returnal. The news yeah. obviously came after the news of the 10 million consoles sold. So, Insomniac Games' wall-crawling adventure has moved 6.5 million copies globally since it launched in November 2020. Housemark's Returnal has shifted 560,000 units despite the unique, tough gameplay and really Mm. hefty price tag. (laughs) Understatement. Insomniac's back again, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which came out last month, also with a hefty price tag and only exclusive on the PS5 has already sold over 1.1 million copies worldwide. Mm. While MLB The Show 21, which is free for Xbox gamers, has drummed up 2 million copies sold across all formats and is the wow. fastest selling game in the wow. franchise to date. I mean, Alex, before we go into a quote <laughs> by Jim Ryan, um, Miles Morales, 6.5 million since launch. Uh, obviously, Returnal, yeah. seven, uh, 79, uh, 70, 70 bucks in America, you know. <laughs> yeah, 70 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Units, you know, yeah, that's, that's brilliant. 
especially for a record brand new franchise as well. I mean, that's like obviously Sony knew what they were doing when they purchased Housemark, and uh, it's proven that even though the game was markedly different, different and difficult uh, in comparison to other games in the market, it's still visually and just the concept alone was it was groundbreaking. You know, and I guess it's going to be one of those titles which people eventually come back to and uh, actually figure out that it's actually quite a, a you know, a momentous game, especially in the, in the next generation or this current generation um, of games. So it's definitely shows an evolution in that. But going over to Spider-Man, though, with 6.5 million copies split between PlayStation 4, might we add, because we can't forget that. But that's still impressive. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's Insomniac. I mean, they've pretty much just been holding a fort since since November. <laughs> you know, exactly. Insomniac are smashing it. Mm. And I think now, obviously, Insomniac, we won't hear from them for a while now. They'll be working on Spider-Man 2 and something else for VR, probably yeah. um, on that front. But yeah, six and a half million sold is huge for a game that is tied to PS4 and PS5. No yeah. PC versions or anything like that. But Ratchet yeah. and Clank, dude, 1.1 million copies sold with a hefty price tag. With as, a hefty you know, price tag. Boy, and especially at this stage as well. I mean, that's just... How long has the game been out for? You know, about a month? Yeah. If that? Yeah, and like, and this is only... And this is obviously one of their... Obviously, their major sta- staple uh, franchises. And it's going to be an evergreen title. You know, this is going to be one of the greatest selling games on the console throughout the console's life cycle until the next... Um, game comes out so we can easily see that number be bumped up to about 10 million easy you know over the over the course of these of this generation um but mlb the show 21 very interesting <laughs> how much they've actually sold of that game i mean obviously it was released on the xbox as well for was it game pass yeah free. as well it's free so it's free that, yeah most people playing the game i think they said there was they had uh four million people playing and Alex, this game is free on Xbox Game Pass and the MPD mm. release numbers. MLB is the third best-selling game of 2021, but it's free on Game Pass. That's actually how big the baseball oh. game is. You know what I mean? It's wow. Huge. Wow. Yeah. You know, I want to see, I want to see what that check was. You know what <laughs> that I mean? was passed over. That would have been some hefty figure. It's mad. It's crazy. But I mean, obviously, coming off of these sales numbers, Jim Ryan. Uh, came out with obviously a quote and a, a paragraph. He goes, I can't express enough the deep gratitude we feel for our passionate community of PlayStation fans who have embraced PS5 and the world-class development and publishing partners who bring such incredible gaming experiences to our platforms. While PS5 has reached more households faster than any of our previous consoles, we still have a lot of work ahead of us as demand for PS5 continues to outstrip supply. I want gamers to know that while we continue to face unique challenges throughout the world that affect our industry and many others, improving inventory levels remains a top priority for SIE. I got a funny feeling. I know where these semiconductors are coming. You know, when we get to the end of the end, there's no Sony new Sony TVs on the market or anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's because yeah. they just took all it. <laughs> just took all Close that division down. We don't need any new ones. You know I mean? That's it. But yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously great. I mean, Jim Ryan, He's a, he's a sales guy at heart, so he loves these numbers and things like that. And I'm pretty sure we're going to see him in September um, yeah. when we have the big Sony show, because I think uh, rumour is... Uh, a lot of people say in July, then June 1st, then they said July. They don't know yeah. what they're saying. They're taking a guess. You're hearing it here. September, yeah. not August. September. September. PlayStation really? Show. Okay, okay, okay. It will all be right, September. All right. you know, well, that's my what money's I on the end. Of, my money, well, okay, my money's on the end of August. But yeah, we'll see. You know, they've been changing the script left, right, and center. But also the fact is that um, Sony have actually announced these sales figures ahead of 
Sony's actual figures, which are coming out, I believe, next week, you know, just shows you how confident they are with the PlayStation division and brand. It's just phenomenal. And it obviously must be exceeding their wildest expectations um, going forward. So, yeah, it's off to Sony, man. They're smashing it right now. We're still on the sales side of things. So story number three as we carry on here. So Jim Ryan again has lamented the fact that the console manufacturer is not able to currently meet demand for the PS5. Speaking with Reuters, Ryan commented, <laughs> sorry guys, I'm drinking Coke and it's making me burp so much. I need to stop, man. Uh, we've built more PlayStations faster than we ever have before, which makes us happy. But on the other hand, we're some time from being able to meet all of the demands that's out there, which makes me feel bad. Our partners mm. are performing really well for us, but the chip shortage is definitely a challenge that we are all navigating. And obviously on a side note, Alex, it's mm. come out that despite AMD and NVIDIA saying otherwise, it looks like this shortage is going to go up into late 2022, you know. Late 2022. So they're talking Whoa. about that you won't get normal levels back till 2023. You know, so we're looking That's at a year a extra yeah. of like wait time, you know. And again, this is not just yeah. for consoles, this is for electric cars, this is yeah. for TV, anything electrical, really, you know, yeah. that phones, everything that are really yeah. suffering it. But I mean, you said it's the CEO of um, sorry, um, I just was gonna say, I did see the CEO for AMD. Uh, I can't remember her name, but she did look a little bit worried when it came to the semiconductor shortage. She said that they've got a lot for the actual um, cloud servers that they're developing, um, but they did seem a bit worried. And they did actually mention that, yeah, it would be like 2021 is definitely a no-no. And they're hoping that in 2022, it should be a lot better. And they reported that on Bloomberg. But dude... I just hope that they manage to secure it soon, man, because we need to see more sales. We need to see a lot more of this good news, man. Definitely. definitely. Uh, well, that's all the sales. We've got into, we've gone to some different news now um, around okay. the PlayStation ecosystem. So number three, we've gone through all those sales numbers and we're only on number three. Cool. We're still with Jim Ryan. Uh, so obviously after the announcement that they purchased Housemark quietly, they announced uh, Nixus, which was a purchase. And a lot of people were like, what's this purchase? But this is a, a, a very smart purchase by Sony. And obviously this is a time now where Jim Ryan's actually speaking about it. So number mm. three, Sony's president and chief executive officer, Jim Ryan, has once again unveiled a casual confirmation of something many already speculated. The acquisition of Nixus was made to help Sony bring their PlayStation IP to PC. So that was the thing. We knew they bought Nixus. They announced they bought yeah. Nixus. It was obvious why, but they hadn't officially said why. Now they yeah. have. It's to port PlayStation IP to PC. So mm. Ryan confirmed this during an interview with website Famitsui, where he mm. said, we are also happy, Famitsui, Famitsu, with our efforts to provide our IPs to PCs, although it's still in its infancy, and we look forward to working with Nixus to help with that. The developers mm. of Nixus are very talented at porting games to PC and acquiring them was clearly a very good strategic move on Sony's part. Now, to give you an idea, these guys did practically everything for um, IDOS. You know, the, all the Tomb Raider games went okay. through them. The Hitman games were all ported to PC, all the updates all right. and everything. And yeah, it was yeah. funny because somebody asked Nixus after Sony acquired them about making a game. They were like, no, we enjoy porting, you know, and that's what we <laughs> yeah, intend to do. Yeah. But... I mean, Sony yeah. have already done Horizon and Days Gone, and it looks like they're Uncharted Four. Looks like it might be next, but yeah, you can see this happening yeah. with Sony, you know. So you can. Nixus is I... more than your field. Um, you excited about this? 
I am very excited. I'm also curious um, as to how this plays into Sony's uh, plan for the next 10 years as they then eventually um, transition into cloud. You know, it seems like they're kind of following the Microsoft model and they've realized their weaknesses because obviously Microsoft, they know about PC market. They understand exactly how to make sure that things translate over to the various consoles and systems. But Sony, that's not their strength. You know, obviously we saw it with Gaikai as well. I mean, they purchased it, they had a really good idea for it, but then eventually they ended up with Microsoft to host their cloud platform. And it seems like they, they're still thinking along the same lines as what Microsoft is doing, releasing for both console and PC. And with a company like Nixus behind them, you know, acquired, that's just going to make that transition so much easier for them because the PC market, as we saw, is phenomenal. It's very profitable. Um, we saw with games like uh, Monster Hunter, you know, Monster Hunter, the majority of those sales were on PC, Obviously. you know, so. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Yeah, well, they were, man. Not the sales, <laughs> but Not the Switch version, not the Switch version. The Switch version, that was all Switch. All switch, you know, feel the strength for that console anyway. <laughs> but, but obviously, it, it just makes sense as part of their plan as they transition. I mean, this is a great acquisition, and yeah, Sony's just going to be a beast, you know. Um, and they need to be able to rival the, the likes of uh, Microsoft, especially in this market, because the um, the other competition is warming up. I mean, we've already heard about uh, Amazon, we've heard about uh, Netflix as well. I mean, it's it's getting it's getting hot in the console territory. So well, we'll get to Netflix later because that's one of the letters that we got in. Uh, yeah. Number four, Alex, the PlayStation Plus games for August have been revealed. We get for PlayStation okay. Five. We're getting Hunters Arena Legends, which is obviously that big arena game where you can choose a class and you're fighting. Uh, yeah. Plants vs Zombies Battle for Neighborville on PS4 and Tennis World Tour Two on PS4. I'm going to give that Hunters Arena a go. You know, yeah. it's free. Yeah. We might okay. as well blast it, see what we think. Um, so obviously, if you mm -hmm. haven't downloaded a Plague Tale Innocence, 2K um, Battlegrounds, and obviously the other games for PlayStation Plus for the July mm -hmm. months, do it now because they're going to disappear very, very soon. Yeah. Right, yeah. Alex, you're going to love this. Number five, yeah. are you ready? Yeah, go for it. Critically acclaimed team Asobi, who were recently added into the <sighs> PlayStation Studios family after being expanded by consuming what was Japan Studio, are currently yeah. working on another... 3D action game following their smash hit on the PS5 Astro's Playroom. I'm already hyped, you know that. There you go. <laughs> Spotted by website Gaming Route, it's a job posting on LinkedIn from the developer hiring for a game developer with a primary focus on level design. What's curious, Alex, however, mm. is that the rest of the listing does sound an awful lot like this new game will be a continuation within the Astro franchise. Yes! The listing asks for someone who can bring humor and creativity to their work and design levels that provide a great tempo and creative situation. Mm -hmm. I just want more Good. Astro. I'll be happy. I need more Astro. That's it. I mean, they struck gold with it. I mean, the fact is that they had so much confidence to release the game for free. You know, with every single PlayStation game, I mean, every single PlayStation console just shows you that they've actually got, you know, they've got so much confidence behind it. And, you know, even from playing the first time at yours when we played the VR, the Astros play something, I can't remember what it was, the VR game, the yeah. VR playing the Astro. Even at that point, I realized how great this franchise could be in terms of a platformer, because I've never seen a VR platformer done so well outside of, say, Nintendo. Well, Nintendo hadn't done VR but in terms of the quality of the platform then, you know, it was on point. But then, you know, playing the Astros Playroom, you know what I mean? It was just phenomenal. I mean, it just seems like this team was 
pretty much the the A team from Nintendo. You know, they just pretty much just changed the sprite out because they made such a high quality game, and um, it was it was proven that they're uh, they're obviously looking to turn this character Astro into one of their mascots, and I think it's a perfect it's a perfect type of character to do so. I mean, my kids love it. They love that game. They play that game inside and out. So they've definitely got a potential market with the. It was a great homage to the whole PlayStation um, uh, or history, you know, throughout playing that game. If you haven't played it yet, you'll understand what we're talking about. But um, but yeah, I'm glad that they're finally going to be putting not all their eggs in one basket, but a lot more investment into Astro because it's a franchise definitely worth exploring. Definitely, I'm excited. Cannot wait for that one. I can't wait, man. I can't wait. That game was I'll sick, be, especially for been, the well, um, speaking of waiting. Feedback. Speaking of waiting, <laughs> you've been waiting for this next one, number six. Yeah. Sony Interactive Entertainment has launched its first PS5 system software beta initiative, which comes complete with support for M.2 SSDs. <laughs> Select users <laughs> in North America, Canada, Japan, UK, Germany, and France are now able to participate in the PS5 beta, and Sony has revealed that users will need a PCIe Gen 4 M.2 SSD featuring read speeds of 5 megabytes or faster to take advantage of the technology. Using an M.2 SSD with your PS5 console requires effective heat dissipation with a cooling structure such as a heat sink. You can attach one to your M.2 SSD yourself, either in a single-sided format or double-sided format. The format holder was quick to note that it cannot guarantee that all M.2 SSD devices meeting the described specifications will work with your console. But Alex, we're getting there. The Ooh, first yeah, stage is there. Are. The ports are Finally. open. But Alex, you need yeah. your own heat dissipation yeah. for this thing, man. This is a bit worrying, man. I mean, just like how much heat is this thing dissipating? Obviously, we know it's cooling like crazy. You know what I mean? It's cooling the current system and quietly. You know, it's doing that very well. But the fact is that they're actually advising users. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, well, there's instructions how to do it as well. I'm thinking, what I, think, I think it's interesting because the, the, what makes a PS5 SSD so fast is that it's built onto mm. the board, right? Right. So yeah. I think they said that, yeah, you know, if you're bringing in it, I mean, even with like high-end PCs, the bigger and faster mm. the SSD, they have fans on them already. Mm. They have their own, you know, heat systems attached to it. And I think yeah, yeah, Sony are just saying too. that, yeah, you, the PS5, cannot cool what it already has inside it and your bloody SSD. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's going to melt it. I tell you uh, what, man, which, if you put a yeah. heat sink and everything on the back of that PS5, it's going to be one ugly looking unit at it the is. back sticking out. It is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might as well just like cover that thing away. You know what I mean? But I'm just I'm just so happy to hear that they're actually finally utilizing that port because we heard about this months ago uh, in terms of the port being available and we're just waiting for them to just send an update. And finally, I mean, what, 800 and... 800 what it's not even 800 gig <laughs> you get you know i mean it's that gets eaten up so quickly so um about that i know that's your, S- that's your m.2 that's ssd time. delivered right <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> but you know what's interesting uh, though yeah. it's it's weird though because obviously when i played ps4 games like you're playing the last of us part two i finished when the last of us part two on the ps4 when i played it again mm-hmm. it's 100 gig it's a huge game but yeah. as I've stopped playing the older games and I've moved on to the likes of Ratchet and that, I've got so yeah. much more memory. I'm always, Before, when it launched, I was always watching the memory because obviously the PS4 games were so big. But mm-hmm. games like Returnal, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, all these sort of games, like 40 gig, 45 gig. And I'm just like, I was looking at it, I was like, oh, I might need to delete something. Let me look at my... I had 186. Yeah. I've got nine games on my ps5 and i've got 186 gig free and i'm like 
Well, <laughs> so I actually went through the nine games and I was yeah. like, shit, man, these PS5 games are quite actually small. You know what I mean? But uh, uh, as we know, as yeah. we know, when as Rockstar get to work on it and yeah. when God of War and these bigger <laughs> games come, they're going to take more memory. But it might yeah, change, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you said it, it's great that this port is becoming available for people to use it. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I would advise people just to wait, not rush straight away. Let's see which ones, because I'm pretty sure Digital Foundry and Eurogamer will put up reports about which SSDs Definitely. are the best when yeah. they can actually test them on the PS5. You know, so it'll be really, really interesting. But this one, yeah. Alex, number seven, are you ready? All right. Yeah, let's you go want for it. it as well. Yeah. Including in this next firmware update that also adds the SSD support. This update will also add 3D audio for standard television speakers as previous. <laughs> Actually, as you can imagine, the results won't be as effective as with a quality pair of headphones, but Sony mm-hmm. will optimize the experience by detecting the acoustics of your room using the microphone on your DualSense controller. Yeah, You'll awesome. be able to toggle 3D audio for your TV speakers on and off in the sound setting. So, I mean... Even if it's just a small difference, we you saw it on my TV when I bought the new LG OLED, mm-hmm. it simulated a virtual surround sound, and you picked it up did. on it straight away. You were like, Whoa, yeah, whoa yeah, what's that with yeah. the sound? And that's basically what the PS5 is going to try and do with TVs, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 3D audio is just brilliant, and it's just completely different to like standard surrounds, which pretty much used to play the same sound all around you with not really giving you a sense of where you were in the actual space. Mm-hmm. But the way Sony and, uh, well, I guess Sony in particular, are just actually pushing it forward. Like if you're right next to a flame, you actually hear that more than anything else. And it's a unique experience, uh, which I could only say I've actually experienced on um, PlayStation 5. And especially with the headphones. I mean, <laughs> I mean, when we were playing uh, Resident Evil, um, Resident Evil 8 uh, Village, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you can hear people walking above you. I mean, you don't normally hear that. Normally you hear sound coming from the left or the right, but they had it coming vertically, you know, and I think that's just completely phenomenal. So the fact that they're actually incorporating this technology into TVs, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, only time will tell to see how effective it is. But I mean, if you've got yourself a sound bar or any any other type of sound system, it's only going to enhance what you already have. So yeah, man, this is, they're, they're turning in this system into just, a beast of an entertainment system, you know, not just for games, but just the whole experience. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to listening to it. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. definitely. Yeah. It's exciting times. You know, I mean, I use the headset for uh, if I play at nighttime, the kids are sleeping yeah. or yeah. if it's a game where I feel that, yeah, they've really pushed it. The 3d audio is amazing, but obviously a game yeah. like Ratchet and that I didn't use the 3d audio, but it'd be nice that, I'm still getting something similar to that off the TV when I'm not using the Sony headset, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. You know, that the features that Mark Cerny spoke about in that power hour, you know, over a year ago now yeah. are coming to fruition, you know, and I like the fact that Sony didn't rush it. They've took their time to get it right. You yeah. know, um, and that's the main thing. Yes. Alex, that's a lot of the news that we've gone through this it week. Is. Uh, so yeah. we've got some questions. Amazing. Yeah, okay, uh, let's go. So, uh, Robert from Huddersfield in the UK, he so, uh, emailed in, um, just like you can, listeners. So, if you do have a question for us, you can either tweet at latest PS5, you can leave us a comment on YouTube, or you can send an email to the latest PS5 at gmail.com. Just like Robert from Huddersfield did in the UK, Huddersfield is up north, it's mm. cold, it's wet, they've got a crap football team. 
Anyway, <laughs> good Just evening, fine. gentlemen. Going back to what we spoke about before, Alex. What are your opinions on the rumored Netflix and PlayStation collaboration? Wow, that's um, that's threw me a loop, man. I mean, this is nuts. I mean, what else is Sony going to do when it comes to entertainment? Um, them collaborating would just be um, the icing on the cake. I mean, you've got games and you've got like the movies and you'll be able to work, you know, seamlessly. Um, and the fact is that both these companies are the the heavy hitters in, you know, their respective fields. Only makes sense for them to potentially come together and just, just create some monolith of entertainment, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing exactly what they can actually muster. Um, I mean, Netflix as well on the technical side. I mean, they've got the servers capability as well. So, that's going to be, you know, uh, they'll be doing the most business. of the heavy lifting. They've got the they best, in the, they're the best in the business at streaming. But Extreme, my yeah. my concern is they're the best at streaming things that you're not interacting with. This is different. This is mm. uh, latency. Everything got yeah. a lot more requirement than just a movie or a TV show. You know, it um, it's weird though. So obviously, if the listeners aren't aware, um, obviously somebody deep dived into Netflix's uh, data files and found um, obviously a game announcement with pictures of Ghost of Tsushima and a DualSense controller. Now, I think Sony and Netflix have gone in bed quite a lot. You know, Netflix has the exclusive rights to Sony movies um, after the theoretical release. So once it leaves the cinema, Netflix has the film. So it's things like Into the Spider-Verse 2, uh, Morbius and all the others, others as well will go straight to Netflix, which is big for them. I don't know, just two things. I think... Which I'm sure pisses off Disney. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, Microsoft... Not Microsoft. Um, Sony and Netflix. It could just be a placeholder that Netflix have put there. It's weird that they chose those two, those two specific things. Netflix have come out and said their priority first is mobile-like games, just to get into the swing of it. Sony, again, mm. people forget, are going into mobile games a lot more. I think it's one of two things that eventually Sony will look to use Netflix as a streaming platform because then PlayStation now goes from like what, 5 million subscribers to 209 million subscribers. Right. But yeah, I think the smart move from Sony, if they're not doing that is that the Netflix games are playable with the dual sense controller because then yeah. now everybody's going out to buy. If it wasn't hard enough to buy PS5 accessories, it's going to get a hell of a lot harder if the only yeah. pad that you can use on the Netflix gaming service is a DualSense controller, because now you're yeah. just going to be like, oh my God, everybody wants a DualSense controller, which again is a win-win for Sony, right? And a win-win if yeah. you are going to play games on Netflix, because the pad is amazing. But yeah. it would be interesting to see what happens. What would you want it to be? So what, just really what, quick, what do you, what do you, if, if you <clears> could have it, what do you want the collaboration to be? I want that collaboration to be what we're leading up to, which is just the PlayStation games available on the cloud. Uh, so that we were talking about the barrier of entry just being completely eradicated now you don't actually need to find yourself a console you can just get yourself a netflix account top it up with a, a sony playstation plus account or ps now whatever they're going to decide to call it and then you'll have access to all the games uh, at pretty much set 720 or even 1080p you know just so you've actually got a decent uh, 60 frames um per second um gameplay you know so that would be ideal um, and and they could do that because obviously they're pushing through 4K. I mean, even at times, I'm sure they could even go even higher. I mean, the servers that um, Netflix are actually using, I'm sure they're using Amazon's um, AWS. So it's, it's that's quite weird. But anyway, um, why not take advantage of it? You know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing whatever's going to come up anyway. So um, 
yeah, it, it makes sense. I mean, if, if Sony go for Netflix, then Microsoft is probably going to go try and partner up with Amazon, <laughs> you know, with their prime service, you know, only time will tell. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, what about you, man? What are you, what are your hopes and dreams? I want it to be PlayStation. I just want it to, I just want it to be PlayStation now. For now, I'm happy with yeah. buying games on my PS5 because I love the PS5. Yeah. But uh, the reason I want it is I want PlayStation now to work because I want to stream like, you know, mm. working PS3 games because I want the Resistance trilogy. <laughs> I want to replay the Resistance trilogy and I can't unless I have yeah. PS3s. It's pissing me off. And yeah. yeah, that's all I want for now. Just get PlayStation now on it, rebranded, redeveloped, get it working, get the old games on there, PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP, PS Vita, all on there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pay, pay homage to the old library, let Netflix pay for the money, you know, they want to do that and we'll go from there, you know, we'll see what happens. But think about the, the chip shortage as well. I mean, if that it actually becomes quite severe, then this might be one of the only options, not only options, but, you know, an option that they can easily explore, you know, at least to make sure that their developers can still get their games out to the masses, even a larger audience than they even anticipated. I mean, how, what's the uh, current install base for Netflix at the moment? Just half the globe. 209 million paying subscribers. But you got to remember, paying. of those paying subscribers, like how many people use the same account? Netflix are leaving so much money on the table, but that's the law yeah. of Netflix, right? But that's what works. That's what works for them, you know, and it keeps them on top. And that's just going to just be on top of uh, Sony's potential market, which would probably be around the 100 million mark, you know, at least, you know, for this generation, which is already there. So, yeah, it's a good move. Really good move. Great question, Robert. Um, Lisa from New York. Hi, Lisa. So with the delay of Kena, Bridge of Spirits, as we know, it's gone back to September. So it's not a big delay. It's just a month. Um, Which devastates her by the way as she says it's me what previous delay has hurt you the most and why Ooh, so why you're thinking Ooh. so what has got i've got three yeah. for Go you so uh number one is uh the wait that we had for pez when we went to uh ps4 because <laughs> didn't want to say we had to wait a whole year <laughs> playing ps3 pez until yeah. we could play a ps4 version so that was one yeah. Um, yeah. two was the PS3 console itself we had to wait even longer in the UK for it just because it was just a, too far ahead of its time with the technology and yeah. we just had to wait so long for that flipping thing but in terms of a game mm. I mean there's, there's a few Last of Us always gets bloody delayed when it comes out so does God of War but there was one particular which really hurt me and that was mm. Metal Gear Solid 4 on the PS3. Because Snake Eater was stunning and you got to remember Mm. Kojima was showing these and Konami was showing these unbelievable trailers for Metal Gear Solid 4 and the the PS3 had nothing to play and then this thing got (laughs) delayed like almost seven, eight months and we were just... It's supposed to come out in the 2007, beginning of 2008. Then it moved to spring, summer and we were like, oh my God. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Four was my biggest hurt in terms of a delay. Yeah. What about yourself? Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, I'm not really used to delays because obviously coming from the Nintendo camp, pretty much things run like clockwork on time. It's the same <laughs> so... game over and over again. So what's going to be different? The same game, different power. It's it a is. good franchise. It's a good franchise. <laughs> it works. And it, you know, all the great to come in it. But for me, um, it would be like all right. So on the Nintendo camp, obviously, I mean. 
uh, games like Metal, uh, not Metal Gear Solid, Metroid Prime. That you know, Metroid Prime Four. It doesn't exist. No, no, I know exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is a game which was rumored to come out. It should have come out already. This is what you know. Happened. And then we heard when they finally announced it, they were saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna have to start from the beginning. We're gonna start from scratch again." You know, I was like, "Oh come on!" But you know really, why? But obviously, obviously, you know why though? And this is what happens why? when Nintendo try to make a new IP. They can have to take ten years to do it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, at least when they do it, it comes out great. And another one for me is um, Breath of the Wild. Uh, they only recently announced it was supposed to be coming at the end of this year, and now it's going to be coming out um, next year potentially. You know, two? and we don't know. That's number two. It's and just not my... coming out this year. It's not coming oh, out this year, mate. It's not going to come out this year. Uh, and another one as well, a little throw in there would be this, the Nintendo Switch Pro, which should have come out. I mean, I know there's a lot of fans out there who have that as a second console. It should have been released. It should have been the Steam Deck. <laughs> it should have been that. <laughs> but, um, uh, and finally... Was, actually, yeah, speaking of the Steam Deck, Steam Deck yeah. shout out to Martin McDonald on Twitter, who highlighted yeah. that Tekken is in the Steam database. So you, you got nowhere to hide from me. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay, yes. okay, bring yes. it, bring it, bring it. <laughs> You got <laughs> uh, and like the last one will probably be the Steam Deck as we're talking about it. Yeah, they're talking about, uh, yeah, you should be able to get your hands on it for December. I jumped onto the website to put my re- uh, reservation down and it's saying quarter two, 2022. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? That's not even accurate. The demand, demand has got so ridiculous. high, so yeah, yeah, that's yeah. mine. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, it's been yeah. a great show. It's full of news. Uh, listeners, yep. thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with, obviously, a co- uh, episode of the latest PS5, which will be number 60. We've got off now to record uh, our Patreon-exclusive PlayStation show, Latest PSX, where we're going to run down the top best-selling fighting franchises of all time <laughs> yeah. with surprise numbers in there. So, again, oh, if, yeah. you're, if you're not on Patreon, help support the show head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5. The link is in the description. When you go there, you get access to audio and video versions of all our podcasts. You get extra shows like the latest PSX and you can see Mm -hmm. what we're going to do each week. With that nice. being said, Alex, you have the final yeah. word this week. I seem, I feel final like you the final word every week. So <laughs> it feels like it, but week. like, all right. Uh, my final word this week is Moore's Law is no more. That's it. That should be on the t-shirt. <laughs> Moore's Law is no more. All right, okay. So Moore's Law, for those of you who don't know about Moore's Law, was to say that, you know, computer systems every 18 months would double in terms of power and speed. But Sony's obviously broken that now <laughs> in terms of how powerful this console is, not to mention how fast and powerful the bloody SSDs are. It's, it's going to be completely hard to predict exactly how fast this system could even go. Not to mention when... Um, Mixing Skynet, uh, mate. Sky, it probably would be in it. <laughs> Skynet is now PlayStation. Can you imagine That's that? It. That's <laughs> it. Excellent. All right, listeners, thank you very much. Yeah. And we'll see you on the latest PSX. Good night, everybody. PlayStation.